Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Department of the Dead. My name is Amanda. And it's Thought. Thought, what are you drinking? Wine again. What? Ooh. I'm back on it. So, how I uh, mentioned the Snoop Dogg wine last week? Yeah. Hey. I need to go. I need to buy that next time with the app. It's. It is so good. I actually went to. Um, oh, I haven't even opened it yet. Sorry. There we go. Thank God it's a crack top wine. Thank you, Snoop. Thanks, Snoop. Making it easy for me. Um, just pour that up. Don't judge me. You won't hear anything in the background. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Can't <laughs> so do this sober. <laughs> oh, we can, but we're just, we're funnier. <laughs> a little bit of wine. Yeah, I, I need it. Cheers. Thank you. So actually, I went to a dinner party last night with one of uh, the people from the field artillery battalion. That oh, God. <laughs> well, like, I hung out with her, but mostly in, like, group settings. Um, never really, like, one-on-one. But she was my roommate at one point. But, um, yeah. It was kind of weird because she's got kids now. And I'm like, the last time I saw her was, like, before she got married. <laughs> Is she a different person? No, same same goofy person. But her husband's a really good uh, grill master cook. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had pork belly tacos, and I think it was like a wagyu beef taco. That sounds incredible. It was amazing. I didn't have to cook. I was happy. <laughs> Jealous. <clears throat> so yeah, right. Before this, I had to clean my, uh, what do you call them? The sappy, e-sappy plates? I always say yeah. that wrong. But no, you're... yeah, they were a, a bit dusty and I didn't feel like getting those kicked back. And then I was going to leave them outside with Daisy guarding. But then I was thinking, those are really expensive and I'm just going to put them like in the window in the sunlight and just hope that they dry by tomorrow morning. <laughs> you turn them in tomorrow? Yeah. Um, my hands are all scratched up. Like, you can't see it in the camera, but they are so beat up from my cleaning marathon on Wednesday. It hurts. You're tur- turning in a lot of shit, too. You get all the ACU stuff, too, right? Yeah. It, a lot of it. I literally hadn't used it since I was a butter bar. Yeah. Like, there is still, I'm pretty sure, the dirt from Texas on it. They were, when I cleared, they it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I thought I'd be getting rid of a lot more shit, but... I unfortunately still have tough boxes full of ACU crap I don't fucking need. I can't wait just to be rid of all of it. It takes up so much space. And my boyfriend's already got all of his gear, so it's it's suffocating. All the dual military people know what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't... I don't, uh... Oh, Oops. real quick before we kind of get started and in, into the topic... Guess what I impulsively bought? 
Uh, what? Give me like a hint. What's the the genre here? We've talked about them before. That's you're not, you're probably not gonna get it. Uh, um, fuck. You say it. Oh, did it's... you really? Fun. <laughs> I needed a new Sick. mouse. The the mouse that came with the Mac, like. It works, but it's just, it's so annoying because you can't right-click, and I'm so used to right-clicking on things for copy-pasting, dragging everything over, and yeah. I was like, I I need a new mouse. And so I found a hamster <laughs> instead. Love and it. I, it's going <laughs> to, be careful with that. It's going to, you know, it's going to explode <laughs> randomly. It's just going to, it's going to walk off and die. <laughs> like, yep. just falls off the desk and bursts into like a million pieces. A million pieces or hang itself <laughs> on like a random wire. The description for it was kind of gross, but it wasn't it didn't mean to be gross. So the material that's like covering it is it, it's supposed to be like ergonomic and it the I don't know. It's not plastic. It's it's some sort of coating that they put on it. But the description was skin-like. Oh. I'm like, eh? <laughs> I can like feel that in my brain. It's a skin hamster. Who the fuck did who like who would name it that? China. Jeffrey Jeffrey Dahmer. Chinese oh, version. Oh my god! I have you started watching that? No, my roommates watch it, and I just haven't. They're I think they're done with it, so I just haven't started from the beginning. It's so. What's sad about it is that the Netflix. People, when they do this kind of stuff with true crime documentaries, very rarely do they inform the family that they're going, or the families that they're going to do another documentary or right. reenactment or whatever. And so it just hits them by surprise. And then they get like phone calls and whatnot, like, oh, did you see that new thing on Netflix? And they, they don't, um, they don't even donate like any of the proceeds towards the families. You know, it, it's, it's kind of sad and fucked up. Yeah. What, what do you do? Like, you don't watch it, right? I mean, yeah, but then you tell people not to watch something, and then they're going to want to watch it even more. <laughs> I guess it's been a while. Maybe it's... I don't know. It'd be, I, think it, I, I don't, couldn't even imagine what to feel in that situation. Yeah. Well, I know... I, I watched the first episode, the first two episodes, and it is... It's, it's disturbing. And not only that, Netflix, like, the first two days that they had it out... They had, you know how they have, like, horror, um, whatever, like, the tags at the bottom? Yeah. They, ha they had LGBTQ. Yeah. I, I, I was it. like, oh, my God. Well, they had to take it down. Yeah, they did. did. You see? Yeah. Yeah. It's not there anymore. I was like, oh, that is, that is poor taste. I mean, yeah. yes, he was a gay man, but they, they're like, that's not what we want to be represented as. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it might be a... Don't, I don't blame them at all. But I know the episode that I will not watch, and it is the one where he kills the guy by, like, drilling a hole in his head and pouring acid in it. And he's still alive. He was a monster. I've seen a few Jeffrey Dahmer shows. I just, I don't know. I just haven't took my, like, I just haven't brought myself to watch this one. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know if I'll continue it, because I, I know what he's done, so. And I, I know which one... I definitely won't watch, so why continue watching them, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking watch shit, but you know that already. <laughs> well, I do know that I want to watch that new uh, Adam's Family series Wednesday. 
that looks good. And that comes out in November, so. They wouldn't launch it during October? I know. That's what I was thinking when I saw it. And it didn't say until November is when they were releasing it. And I was just thinking, this that doesn't it's make sense. a opportunity. I know. But I guess they wanted Hocus Pocus 2 to have its moment. Fuck yeah. I need to watch it. <laughs> I do too. Um, okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Distractions. <laughs> uh, so the topic that we are going to be discussing today is... I haven't come up with a title yet, but it's about psychics, clairvoyance, and how the military kind of got wrapped up into that. <laughs> so to preface this, did you rewatch uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats? I, I didn't rewatch the movie, but I uh, <laughs> re- like I was reading about like just refreshing my memory, I guess, with it. So the movie was based on the book. They changed around like names and key things about the characters from the book like the real people from the book but all the same it's it's not very far off from what actually happened and i was trying so hard to google where the goat lab was and i could not find it i couldn't even find it on reddit because i was going to send my boyfriend to go look for it because he's at uh brag for a little bit but yeah unfortunately don't know where it is, but if anybody knows where it is, it can send it to us this this week. Then we will get pictures of it for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure there's like uh, I mean, psyops people probably know where it is. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, psyops people were a part of that too. That yeah, that's whole... that was the thing. I know. I can text my friend that's there with with the psyops crew. Oh hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Yay. Okay, so let me go to my notes. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to read this one first just because it's pretty short. This was from Reddit. So the title is Factor Fever Dream, U.S. Army Remote Viewing Psychic Operations in the, in the 70s and 80s. This is a true story told to me tonight from a veteran whose integrity I've never had reason to doubt. He's turning 83 this year and told me this gem of a tale, fine details and all, though I won't be able to remember them all. For the sake of telling it, I will relay as though it were entirely factual. My boy Gene is a Vietnam vet, but the story doesn't start here. In the 80s, Gene was assigned to a unit in D.C. He described it as a spy unit tasked with remote viewing. My assumption was that they were monitoring camera feeds remotely, but buckle the fuck up. The mission of the unit was to provide eyes on targets anywhere across the globe psychically by looking inward rather than outward. Savvy? <laughs> so this is from Reddit. Like, I, I guess this guy was just talking to a Vietnam Vietnam vet. So I could continue reading it or I can kind of get into my research because this basically any everything else from here on out is going to be covered um, in the psychics and such. But I can't post this Reddit thread on our on the Instagram if people want to read it. It's pretty interesting. OK, let me see this. I love Reddit so much. It, I do, too. I I love the little subgroups and like the celebrity snark pages are just so funny. Like these people are like FBI level able to figure out when these namely oh, influencers it, are like lying about whatever it is that yeah, they say that they're doing. It's fucking crazy. Like I guess just that the audience, there's so many people and like you can't hide shit from fuck. Can't hide shit from fuck. <laughs> I think I just made <laughs> Did I just make that up? <laughs> okay so i'm pulling up my research notes but is there anything that you have heard about like from your stories that people had sent to you 
about like not necessarily like the clairvoyance project that was in the 70s and 80s but from people having like premonitions uh yeah actually like a few minutes ago i was thinking about one i'll i'll find it while we're talking here dope so we could read it at the end if you if you manage to find it i'll find i'll find it but uh a couple people thought they were like being tested on um like multiple people not just not just one guy i think like waking up and like having a bad like bad dream but like multiple people waking up at, and thinking like a like a quote like psyop was was done on them I'll, there's like two i'm thinking of one is vietnam and then the other one is uh current in africa oh that's the vietnam one's really str- or yeah I'm pretty sure it's vietnam over korea it's really fucking strange i will click away and find it yeah it the 70s definitely were a time to be alive. That's just from, we'll get into it. We'll just, we'll get into it. Because some of this stuff had me just laughing my ass off at the ridiculousness of it. All right. So while you're clicking away, I guess I'll get into my notes. My notes. My notes. Okay. The CIA recruited mind readers to spy on the Soviets in the 1970s. <laughs> So it was called Project Stargate. Uh, that operated between 1972 and 1995, uh, two years after I was born. <laughs> God damn it. I was alive when the Stargate project was still going. We were alive, right? We were alive. God, I feel so old whenever I see people's birthdays now. And I'm like... Imagine when my privates come in and they're born in like fucking 2004. No. Or, yeah. I- it's I'm just like, dude, fuck me. No. Two- okay. Hold on. Let me just quick, quick for time references and stuff. So I talked about this with my uh, my girl group chat, but I might as well just share it here because it's... Oh, I think I told you guys about my frame of reference being my belly button ring. No, I didn't No, I didn't. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I'm on group chat. <laughs> so, so I got my belly button pierced when I was 14 years old. I earned it. I didn't sneak around, but I got like a perfect score on my like standardized test for math, which was unbelievable because i'm terrible at math sure but anyway so my my mom was like mom okay i guess you earned it and so she let me get it pierced but anyway so i was thinking oh my god i got my belly button pierced 14 years ago and when i got my belly button pierced 18 year old privates in the military now were four years old when i got my belly button pierced (laughs) that's (laughs) now it gets worse because then I had the realization that I'm 29, so I've had my belly button pierced for 15 years, and they were three when I got my belly button pierced. You have to take it out, now. <laughs> no, I refuse. Put a new one in, then it just restarts the clock. Oh, no, I know? mean, I don't have, the, like, the same belly button ring. I have the, the piercing. The piercing is that old. Like, the hole. The hole. The hole is... It's an old <laughs> hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was, but anyway, so back to, back to this, that I got one sentence into this. Oh my God. Okay. During the tense period of the Cold War, the U.S. government sought to deploy a potent new weapon against the Soviet Union, mind reading. The U.S. intelligence sources believe that Soviet Union was spending roughly 60 million rubles annually. So I kind of did the math. I know, I know, me doing math, but that's about a million dollar, million U.S. dollars back 
1970. So I went ahead and did like the conversion. Um, so in today's currency, the US, the Soviet Union was spending approximately $7.9 million US dollars. But I didn't bother to do the fucking rubles because I, I really don't care. Well, um, because you did a great job with math, you earn another piercing. So thank you. I actually have an appointment on the day that I sign out on terminal leave and I'm really stoked. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm finally getting my cartilage pierced. Get a tattoo while you're at it. Yeah, I I want to. Um, I just need to find a studio around here that's not going to charge an arm and a leg because Washington's expensive. Anyway, um, so in response, the CIA funded a new program known as Scanate, or I guess it was short for Scan by Coordinate. Yeah. Uh, in the same year. Remote viewing research began at Stanford Research Institute, or SRI, in 1972 in Menlo Park, California. Proponents of the research, Russell Tragg and Harold Putoff, maintained 65% accuracy rate by the clients. They often ended up exceeding those in later experiments. So I guess they were recruiting people who had a psychic ability and then just like retested and retested and like honed in on their skills. I'm doing so many air quotes right now because I I don't know. I, I think that there's something to it, but... You know, it could just be lucky guessing. <laughs> so, in a highly classified project conducted in, first in California Research Lab in the 1970s and later at an army base in Maryland, uh, the CIA, Army, and Defense Intelligence Agency recruited men and women claiming to have powers of extrasensory perception, or ESP, to help uncover military and domestic intelligence secrets. In 2017, the CIA declassified some 12 million pages of records. Jesus which, Christ. Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, this is all on paper, too. Like, they, they didn't have these on, like, a computer file because that would have taken up so much space back then. <laughs> Some 12 million pages uh, revealing previously unknown details about the program, which would eventually become known as Project Stargate. By the time the program was shut down in 1995, psychics known as remote viewers had taken part in a wide array of operations, from locating hostages kidnapped by Islamic terrorist groups to tracing the paths of fugitive criminals within the United States. So I've heard of that police using psychics to help locate you know a body that they can't find or if they have like a cold case like who the killer might be so anyway um so the roots of the stargate project go back to 1972 where the classified report made waves within the u.s military and intelligence communities by claiming that the soviet union was pouring money into the research involving esp and psychokinesis the ability to move objects with the mind for espionage purposes in response, the CIA began funding its own top-secret research, headquartered at the Stanford Research Institute in Menlo Park, California. I guess this kind of goes into the psychic Yuri Geller leading the ESP investigations. Um, so late that year, the research team at SRI invited Yuri Geller, an ex-Israeli paratrooper who had become internationally famous for his psychic powers. They invited him to Menlo Park for testing. Though Geller was best known for his alleged ability to bend metal cutlery with his mind, the CIA was more, much more interested in another uh, asset that he had, the ability to read other people's minds and even control the minds with his own. So there's a picture. They were like, this is just like an, ep- an excerpt from, like they had a picture of something in one room and then he drew that exact picture in another room. And right. so that they were doing stuff like that to capture... Um, his psychic abilities. Um, So according to Jacobson, who I forget who that is in this article, but Geller played a key role in setting into motion the U.S. government's investigations into ESP and psychokinesis. In the winter of 1975, 
Um, she writes that Geller even took part in a series of classified psychokinesis tests at a lab in Livermore, California, where scientists were developing advanced nuclear warheads, laser systems, and other emerging weapons and technology. So this shit was like being taken that seriously back then. It's like the the nuclear warhead department is down the hall this way, and then room B twelve is the the psychics department. <laughs> <laughs> so. The CIA shut down its work with ESP in the, 19, in the late 1970s, and the program moved to the U.S. Ar- Army's Fort Meade in Maryland, where it was funded by the Defense Intelligence Agency. For the better part of the next two decades, Congress continued to approve funds for the remote viewing program. Like, people are pissed about a lot of things that the government's spending its money on now. Can you imagine, like, if today they were spending the money on psychic research? Yeah. <laughs> we spend just, our money on just the dumbest shit. We really do. Gover- like every fucking like what was the one article I saw? Uh, it was like Cheeto there's like a test on where Cheetos are more addictive than cocaine. Che- nah. Yeah. And I'm like who's first off, whoever's like the, the test subject is fucking lucky because they're just getting fed. <laughs> Said Cheetos and blow and Cheetos it's, and blow. <laughs> it's completely it's fine, but yeah, shit like that. Uh, fucking, <laughs> but how did they yeah. find these people? I know. Like, I want to like, know a, what the advertisement is for like those kinds of things. Looking for a dedicated, like I would like send me that email. Jesus, I'll be there in a second. Cheeto dust and booger sugar. <sighs> All right, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> Sir, that was Cheeto dust. It's <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So, it seems to me to be a hell of a cheap radar system. Representative Charlie Rose of North Carolina told fellow members of the House of Select Committee on Intelligence during a meeting about the psychic research in 1979. And if the Russians have it and we don't, we're in serious trouble. Here's where it starts to get funny. And I know that the... the that was a little bit dry what I was going into earlier, but like it it gets so good. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay, so psychics helped with top secret programs. Army veteran Joseph Monigle Mc oh wow. Joseph McOn I wanna say McGonagall, but it's Mick Mon Eagle. I'm just gonna call him Joseph M from now on. Okay. Joseph um, M. Yeah, so he stood out among the remote viewers who worked with the uh, government's top secret program. As he later told the Washington Post, uh, Joseph M. was involved in some 450 missions between 1978 to 1984, including helping the army locate hostages in Iran and pointing CIA agents to the shortwave radio concealed in the pocket calculator of a suspected KGB agent captured in South Africa. What the fuck? That's kind of cool. I mean, if he did that, like... Like I said, I think there's, like, something to it. I just think that not, like, th- this isn't something that you can mass produce if that's the case. You know. So yeah. another remote viewer, Angela Della Fiora Ford, was asked in 1989 to help track down a former customs agent who had gone on the run. She had recru- recounted recently on the CBS News program, 48 Hours. Uh, she was able to pinpoint the man's location as Lowell, Wyoming, even U.S. Customs was apprehending him 100 miles west of Wyoming town called Lowell. So she was able to find this guy who was on the run. And, I mean, thinking about back then, like 1989, you don't have, like, what we have now to track people down on the Internet. It's a lot easier to, to find people. You've got cell phone towers and blah, 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 yeah. blah. They didn't have this shit back then, which is, I mean, it says something, but. 
So this is this is the good one. The key sponsor of Project Stargate was Major General Albert Stubblebine. He just has some best names. These fucking names, man. St- Stubblebine. Mick Eagle and Stubblebine. Stubblebine. Uh, so he was a key sponsor of the research initially at Fort Meade, Maryland. Major General Stubblebine was convinced of the reality of a wide array of psychic phenomena. He required all of his battalion commanders to learn how to bend spoons a la Yuri Geller. And he himself attempted se- several psychic feats, such as attempting to walk through walls. Attempting? <laughs> this is this is a major general here. Okay? <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd fucking love to see that one. I have loved to see. So, through an interview with retired, now retired uh, Major General Stumblebine, the former officer recalled stumbling through the interview, and he admitted he never actually accomplished his other psychic goals either, especially walking through walls. Sorry, bud. This quote. This quote. I'm so sorry. I simply kept bumping my nose. If you really want to know, it's a disappointment. Same with levitation. <laughs> like, general trying yeah, to levitate. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, uh, what, what, uh, like, General McConville trying to levitate? <laughs> Guys, watch this shit. Just like puts his hands down, looks in the air, super confident. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Just him and his uh, other general and feel great friends. Just like they're looking at each other. What the fuck is this guy doing? Is, is he for is he for real? <laughs> Why does he keep walking into the closet wall like that? Oh god. Okay, so we have come so far since the eighties. Um. So in the early night or the early eighties, he was responsible for the U.S. Army's intelligence and security command. So INSCOM. This man was in charge of INSCOM. Like the guy trying to levitate was in charge of INSCOM. The guy tried to levitate. <laughs> you think he still tries it as a, a retired? Hey, he, I oh no, he, he, he gave he up. Died. That... He, he, I think he passed away in 2017. I think either 2017 or 2020. I, I, I did read that he, he had passed. Um, Walked into one too many walls, probably. <laughs> just some minor TBIs. How did you get these, sir? His face is just like flat <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> He just always, always has a black eye. Honey, please just come to bed. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. Rest in peace, sir. Okay. Where was I? Where was I going? Okay. So, some commentators have often confused Project Jedi, and we'll get into Project Jedi, allegedly run by special forces out of Fort Bragg. Which, uh, they, they, people have mixed up Project Stargate and Project Jedi. Um, <laughs> bless you. General Manuel Noriega, Noriega, uh, sure. superstitious. Oh, okay, yeah, th- this part right here. General Manuel Noriega, superstitious dictator of Panama, exploited sorcery and witchcraft to wield power, and was to nobody's surprise the nemesis of General Stubblebine. <laughs> it's like a fucking like cast for a weird ass <laughs> fucking movie. We just have like these two nerds who probably play Dungeons and Dragons. In high positions of power. Ah, oh, fuck. What's, what's the movie? Ah, oh, god damn it. It's going to bother me. Keep going. Hold on. Okay. Mm, okay. After some controversy with the experiments, 
including alleged security violations from uncleared civilian psychics working in the Sensitive Compartment Information Facilities, or SCIFs, uh, Major General Stubblebine was placed on retirement. So- Dinner for Schmucks <laughs> is the movie. Have you ever seen it? Yes. Um, when they're, like, doing, like, the fake magic at dinner oh to each other. Oh, my God. Oh, my... It's a picture of those two doing that from across, <laughs> across the country. Sir, you have a meeting in, like, five minutes. Hold on! He's, call- he's almost got me. <laughs> okay. So, of a different note, it came out that Major General Stubblebine was an avid 9-11 denier. So, he's been dead for about five years, so I don't really take it that personally that a man who thought that he could walk through walls had opinions on that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everything's voided at that point. Yeah, you just, meh, meh. So publicly, the Pentagon continued to deny it was spending money on any kind of psychic research, even as reports leaked out in the 80s of the details of the government's experiments. Finally, in 1995, the CIA released a report conducted by the Independent American Institutes for Research, which acknowledged the U.S. government's long-rumored work with remote viewing for military and intelligence purposes. The report also declared Stargate as a failure, arguing that it remains unclear whether the existence of paranormal phenomenon, remote viewing, has such been demonstrated. Though the analysis, the analysts acknowledged that there was trials that were successful, it was something beyond odd statistical hiccups taking place. So they concluded that information remote viewing had provided just too vague and ambiguous results, and they couldn't produce like anything intelligent from it. So, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so this, we're going to get into Project Jedi. You've seen Stranger Things, right? Yes. You know, like how Eleven and like all the other kids were kind of trying to be like recruited for the same thing. Yeah. Oh my. I mean, in an alternate universe, this stuff actually did exist, and that's why the world's going to shit right now because someone let Vecna out. The world's to shit because we killed Harambe eight years ago. That's when it all started. But go on. Sorry, that's a different podcast. R.I.P. Sweet Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Have you ever heard of a Coyote Jets by chance? No. Okay, so one of the guys that we used to work with, that's his, uh, that's his band. And they have a song called Harambe. Or Dick's Out for Harambe. That's what it's called. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and it's really good. It's like, one of the, you know, it's a, it's a punk album, so the songs are pretty short. Um, he's got another one called uh, Epstein Didn't Kill Himself. Just going it's, off big current event titles. Yeah, so uh, I'm giving a shout-out to Joey Scott. Uh, if any of you guys like punk albums, uh, definitely check out Coyote Jets. Um, you will not be disappointed. Dicks out. Dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> All right. So getting into the last... <laughs> I don't think I can keep a straight face in this episode. Um, okay, so The Men Who Stare at Goats. So the guy who wrote Men Who Stare at Goats, his name is... Uh, John Ron, wow, John Ronson. I knew how to say it. I just saying it, speaking it out loud is kind of difficult. Speaking's hard in general for me. Anyway, uh, so John Ronson, author of the book, is put on the historical trail of the men who stare at goats, special forces soldiers who supposedly experimented with psychic powers against de-bleated goats in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. De-bleated meaning like their vocal cords were cut, so they could bleat. <laughs> At the goat lab at the now decommissioned facility at Fort Bragg. I don't know where it is. I want to find it. And if you know where they are, thought, or your friend knows where they are, please, please send us pictures. We'll get it for you. 
Um, so John examines several candidates for the legendary Master Sergeant who is reported to have killed a goat by simply staring at it in the earliest days of the program. The Master Sergeant was a martial arts instructor by the name of Guy Civelli. Guy Civelli was a martial artist, teacher, and spiritual healer. He was taught the spiritual and mental aspects of the martial arts um, pro, er, art form called Kuntao. K-U-N-T-A-O. So I'm just going right. to say Kuntao. Kuntao? Kuntao. I don't know. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm mispronouncing legit. it, like yeah, I, I, I would think it anyway. It sounds legit. Thank you. I, I'm doing my best. Um, so in 1983, Savelli was recruited by Colonel Nick Rowe to train U.S. Army Special Forces soldiers in his techniques at Fort Bragg. Among Savelli's students uh, were hand-to-hand combat instructors for the U.S. Army's uh, Survival, Evasion, and Resistance and Escape, uh, or SEER, program. Uh, Savelli was further engaged as a hand-to-hand combat instructor for special operations units in the early 2000s. So this guy was still working with SF dudes in, like, when we were in elementary school. <laughs> In the book Men Who Stare at Goats, he was the man who supposedly could stop a goat's heart with his mind. However, during the end of the interview, or at the end of the interview with John, uh, he promised to send the author a tape of him using the technique on a hamster. <laughs> oh my god. Full, full fucking circle with these things. I had to include that. Is that real? probably farted and died if it just happened at the same time. How hard could it be to kill one of these things? I could fucking kill one right now. Like, all of them. The whole fucking family of them by snapping. Oh, fuck. We just need, like, a sequel. We need a sequel to this called Men Who Stare at Hamsters. I don't watch TV often, but I would watch a show about hamsters. Just... (laughs) I don't even fucking know. What a stupid fucking animal. <laughs> uh, I, I figured I figured you would like that part. <laughs> anyway. He knew, what he, he knew what he was doing. He's like, can this man, can John, right, can he kill other animals besides goats and hamsters with his mind? Um, I think they did the goats because, well, when watching the movie and then reading up about the book, um, back in the day, they used to do these like not not the psychic stuff like the psychic experiments they were doing um like you know the goat lab today how they'll chop off the the arm or whatever and do like try to keep the goat alive for however many days or whatever like we we like my medics did that um nobody could go in with a camera or anything like that or that you know PETA would just do, do, do PETA things um, it was actually pretty cool. I did I did learn a technique um, with the gauze packing, which I'll sh- I'll share that real quick because now that I'm thinking about it. But one of the instructors, uh, he had the gauze. Um, well, one of the medics was like packing the gauze, like you know, like this, like hand and then hand. So the instructor was like, "Hey, just take the gauze and like you have your your blouse that's up here. So put the gauze in between like where your shirt and your blouse is, and then you just." You'll take the gauze and you'll put it down on the wound. You'll hold it there. And then you'll continue to, uh, you'll take another piece. You put it where your hand is. And then you take the hand that was originally there and pull it back. And then you get more gauze. And then you, you just continue to pack it like this. Oh, uh, I gotcha. So it just continuously applies pressure to the wound. Instead of, right. you know, releasing pressure to, to grab another piece of gauze. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was actually a good good little technique. And I did teach my uh, my boyfriend that one. And he's like, ah. Oh, 
oh, that, that makes sense. But don't yeah. forget to sock him for that one. Yeah, my boyfriend's goat's name was Chip. <laughs> Chip, you can't. They named it. It's fucked up. Oh, it went, uh, my platoon sergeant. She was a vegetarian, and people were asking her, like, "How could you? Like, how could you work on goats? Like, aren't you a vegetarian?" And her response was actually just—it was so perfect. She's like, "Well, I'd rather practice on a goat than have to do it in real life for the first time on a person." I'm like, "Good way yeah, to look at it." Yeah, you have to kind of fucking mm-hmm. to choose yeah, the morality at that point. Yeah. Where was I? Okay. So, Savelli was a research subject at Duke University, the, Psych- the Psychical Research Institute, and the Mind Science Foundation in San Antonio, Texas. I bet you Tails knows something about the Mind Science Foundation. Positive results from his work have been published in Research in Parapsychology, the Journal of Paras- Parapsychology, as well as the Parapsychology Department at JFK University. Savelli has also authored an introductory test or text on the spiritual, mental, and physical teachings of Chinese Kung Fu. Savelli passed away in um, December 1st of 2020. So not that long ago. I was in Korea when he passed away. Okay, so this is, I'm I'm definitely going to include this in the show notes. And I'm going to post a link to this on the Department of the Dead page. I'll just add it to my high, the highlight reel. That'll be the one of the first highlight reels I think I'll do. But the manual described as in the in the book, The Men Who Stare at Goats, and the subsequent movie was known as the first Earth Battalion Field Manual. Okay. They had an FM for this. Did you try looking up the FM? I did. I saw it. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a PDF it's a- and everything. It's got pictures. It's got- pictures. <laughs> Fuck yeah just it's it's just so crazy and like i i get like adapting to overcome your enemy but this just seems just so bizarre but yeah i'll, I'll include the link in uh, the show notes and also on on our story once we publish this episode <laughs> so an excerpt from the manual uh, just so you kind of get an idea of how it's written it doesn't really have you know when you read an fm how it's very technical you know this and this and this, right? Right. Well, this is more, it's almost like a story. <laughs> so, organi- for, for this, quote, organizational structures often get the dinosaur, their bodies, to become too big for their little mouths to feed management overhead. Stagnant communications systems eventually topple the turkey. However, if you have an early experience like Vietnam or Watergate, the more alert begin to look for a new operating style based on projected values in high-powered mythology. I'm like, this just, just doesn't make sense. I don't know what this was getting at. But, I mean, but uh, hippies were in charge of this program, so uh, 70s hippies at that. Ooh, best yeah. time to be a hippie. <laughs> so... Uh, as ludicrous as many of the things the U.S. Army has done on the taxpayer's dime, one of the strangest, in my opinion, is this. It's the least surprising. It's the drug experimentation. Troops were... D- <laughs> oh, I, oh, I will. <laughs> this is so fucked up. <laughs> Troops were doused with everything from concentrated cannabis oil to LSD. Doused? Doused. So, however, this is like this is the part where I'm just like, that's eh, kind of fucked up, is... Oftentimes, it was without their knowledge or consent, so... Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like giving them LSD, and they don't know they're getting LSD. Yeah, hop in the shower, bud. Dude, fuck that. Mm, you 
just here's the next part. The researchers would also watch the experiment as servicemen would, quote, carry on conversations with invisible people for as long as two to three days. <laughs> God damn. Um, this is the best part. Okay, are you ready for this? I think so. Let's go. Best part, least surprising. The CIA was so enamored of acid the agency issued a memo instructing that the punch bowls at the office Christmas parties were not to be spiked. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. What a time to be alive <laughs> and work in the government, especially the CIA. I know. Now, nowadays, like you pop hot on a UA, then it's like, well, sorry, Junior. <laughs> You're done, bud. You smoked weed? No. Bad person. Bad person. Bad. Smoking Ugh. the devil's arugula? How could you? Meanwhile, we're giving people bath and LSD and taking notes on it. It's just the hypocrisy of it all. I'm just like... It's such bullshit. It's, it, is such, it, it is such bullshit that... I mean, I, I'm not saying that I want like crack to be available for the troops. I really don't think that's a good idea. But, mm. you know, when you're talking about like weed, like the cannabis oil thing, I'm like, who fucking cares? I mean, yeah, you can't do it at work, but... I've read Canada's... Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, like, I, I read through their entire regulation for it, and I'm just like, this makes perfect sense. I just don't understand why we have not gotten there yet. I mean, I understand why we haven't gotten there yet, because Big Pharma is greedy, and we that's a whole other tangent I could go on. Ugh. But... But... I, I, I think that there there should be some tar and feathering happening and we should make weed legal for the troops. There's it, so much there's so much evidence to support it too. It's just so frustrating. Comparing it to drinking, like for sure. Yeah. Like, what I is mean, more I, danger what's more dangerous and more unhealthy for you? Yeah. What's gonna affect readiness more? I mean I I mean you and I feel the same way about it. I'm not I'm not saying I still do cannabis, of course I don't. <laughs> but um yeah, it's it's ridiculous, especially when you go into like the oils and the drops. Like, yeah, we the kids don't need to be smoking jays in the motor pool. Like, you can simply get hemp oil or CBD oil. Also, like, there's alternatives to just smoking it. Well, even I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this even like on the top. What you were saying, like the oils, like for CBD oils, it is they're so good for your skin, and CBD oil helps with scarring, and like it's it's so fucked up that there are regulations in place where even people who are out like you know retired they, they can buy that stuff on their own like when you're retired like or you're separated from the military like whatever like you 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 do what you want but the VA is not going to you know they're not going to pay for any CBD and they're not going to pay for like medicinal marijuana for people who need it which I'm just like I mean but they'll but give that, you the but they'll give you the, the bad shit for you, you know. Yeah, exactly. No, they, without they, even without even thinking about it. Oh no, they'll just be like, oh, you, yeah, here's some painkillers. Like, of course, of course, we have problems. Of course, we have, you know, people who become addicted to this shit, and then they're, <laughs> it's it's fucked up. They, I'm not saying all who are like doing this, but you have a decent majority who are dealing with all of this pain, and the only way that they're getting any kind of reprieve is with those, those prescription drugs. And then they're getting the synthetic shit, and then they're dying because they're getting it from fentanyl. Yeah. Like fuck you. Sorry. Told... No, I'm not sorry. This is some this is some fucking bullshit. I've I've told you in tales like the issues I've had with like my head, um, 
and they've tried to give me all the pills. I said, no, thank you. Like, I, I, I don't want it. Even if it helped, it's not, it's not worth it. No, um, no, it, it's topically <clears throat> like you have CBD lotion, you have CBD, like, um, like these, these, uh, oils that are supposed to help with scarring and people who are burn victims, people who are, you know, they've got these huge fucking scars from shrapnel and the VA can't even get them like from a VA dermatologist can't even get the fucking CBD oil for that shit. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. What's it, what's going to happen? It's going to, oh, well, it could like absorb through your skin. I'm like, fuck, you have, you're not a doctor. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, Lawmaker. Um, like, fuck you. <laughs> Lawmaker. <laughs> Mr. Lawmaker, man. Fuck you. It'd be easier if I could just kill hamsters with my mind to make me feel better. <laughs> Some type of outlet. <laughs> well, I mean, my uh, my hamster mouse is, is still working, so I have high hopes for this one. <laughs> Once you leave, though, it's fucked. It's not lasting the night. Yeah, it's, it's just going to go missing. I almost got a panda one. I fucking love pandas. I do too. They're so fat and just... They're so clumsy. <laughs> do you watch like pandas falling videos? Yeah, I love them. It's, 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 they're so stupid. I was just going to say, I, I bought a pair of uh, panda slippers when I was in Korea because I initially got like these really, really cute boots when we were out shopping. And the lady, she's like, oh, you, you need, you need these because when you, when you take those boots off, your feet are gonna hurt so you need something comfortable to like slip your feet into and she comes out with these panda slippers and i'm just like mm, i can't say no <laughs> thank you i love it i do i i do love them actually my boyfriend really likes them too he's just like where what what's like that that squidward clip like and why aren't you in uniform <laughs> <laughs> is that what it, is that what tree sounds like too no. Put on your panda slippers, Amanda. Yeah. God, I got a couple more days till he comes home. But there was there. Yeah. <gasps> okay, so I have one more little tidbit, and this has to do with Marines. So I copy and pasted this. I haven't really read it too much because I was just too enamored with, you know, LSD and the Project Jedi and what have you. So... This is like the first time I'm reading this. So, <clears throat> Spidey Sense was investigated amongst Marines. Okay. Um, so, the shutdown of the program that year did not mark the end of the government's interest in psychic phenomena. In 2014, the Office of Naval Research launched a four-year program costing some $3.85 million. <laughs> God damn it. To explore the use of the premonition or intuition, what is popularly known as, quote, the sixth sense, or even a spidey sense, in honor of the web-throwing superhero among sailors and marines. Dr. Edwin May, the former Stargate research head, continued to argue on behalf of ESP as a legitimate tool for the military and domestic intelligence long after the program was shut down. In 2015, May told Newsweek that his most recent ESP study funded by the no nonprofit Beale Foundation is, quote, probably the best experiment in the history of the field. <laughs> no shit okay. you think that you were giving people like LSD lollipops, okay, dude? Like, <laughs> of course you think that. I'm kind of surprised how uh, recent, like, the most recent studies are. Yeah, that was, that was the what? year, May, May 2015. I graduated college that year. It's it's kind of surprising considering like when it started back in the seventies that it's still like 
coming up today. Yeah, like I said, I I think that there is something to it, but the fact that these these experiments are happening and you know with very little results to go off of, aside from like maybe one or two like standout people. Look at that pool that you're pulling from, and look at the amount of money that you're investing in this. Like, you can't mass produce like psychics. You just can't. No, you can try <laughs> levitating and walking through walls yourself. I mean. I'm I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit there and say that people don't have like these things like ripples in time that happen cuz who fucking knows of the space-time continuum like where a wave could hit somebody and they may have felt like they've seen something like this before or that they're just like they have this thing that's saying this is going to happen. You know, I'm I'm not saying that that shit doesn't happen and potentially like maybe some people are more prone to that intuitive feeling than others. But again, it's it, everybody's fucking different. You again, you cannot mass produce psychics. <laughs> so, whatever it's used for espionage purposes, the belief of the powers of ESP had been a long-running history of support among ordinary citizens. According to a 2005 Gallup poll, 73% of Americans at the time believed that some kind of paranormal phenomena, with 41% of those polled saying they believe in ESP specifically. And that's the end of my notes that I have aside from the slideshow that I got. <laughs> If you want to take a look. All right, let me pull up the chat. I can drop that in there. Drop it in. And I found the uh, story, too. My... Fuck yeah. God, I'm so happy you have that tablet now. Yeah, look at me. Hands, look hands at free. you. All right, make sure that you're signed into your Google account so you can you can see this. All right. Boom. It's in the chat. Uh, hold on. What chat? Uh, the, what we're, oh, shoot. Hold on. Let me do it. Let me do this. I'll, I'll drop it in your, uh, I will send you a message on the instagram although i am pissed this uh this fucking hamster is not doing the right click and paste like i want it to it'll right click copy but it won't fucking right click paste what the fuck's the point of it then i don't know like i uh... stupid yeah. hamster oh, no. right click paste what and then i go to the, the chat box and won't let me like, i can right click paste into my google slides but i can't do fuck it i don't mm. Tonya, you thought it was gonna work correctly. You're fucking. I know, wrong. like the fucking thing. What? Oh, should we? While you're while you're pulling this up, <clears throat> should we name it? The, yeah. the hamster mouse. We gotta name. We gotta name the hamster. Hmm. Um. Or we could do a poll. We could do a poll. Oh, should I? I should get a picture of this, and then we'll put it. We'll put it on the the Instagram, and we'll get a poll for what I should name this hamster. Perfect. Yes. Done deal. That's not what I was looking for. Okay. I'll put, Got it. I'll put it up, too. Yeah. Do you want it to be, like, you know, like a hamster suicide-related name? <laughs> like, Hangy? <laughs> Sir Chokes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sir <There's> Asphyxiation. Like, <laughs> Axel, like, for sure. Axel. There's, like, four or five stories of hamsters eating magnets and getting stuck to shit. So magnets is a good name, too. But Instagram will... They'll, they'll clear that up for us. I have I have the uh, slideshow pulled up. <laughs> the hamster's name is Magnet. <laughs> oh, we set we can set all magnets right now. It doesn't matter. I I think we should get a we should get a poll or we should get a, a questionnaire going. And we'll pick the best one that we like. Perfect. Okay. So, all right, you got the slideshow pulled up. I do. Okay. So first slide is the psychic slideshow. <laughs> Second one. This is a clip from the movie, and when I was watching this movie, this this scene in particular was like a flashback 
when they were in the desert and this this guy Cassidy he believed at least in the movie believed that his powers are now cursed because he stopped the goat's heart <laughs> okay i you know it that's that, that's what he thought in in real life i don't know if it, that was real life i i really need to read this book and i i put that on my reading list like my audiobooks so but that's that scene was it's been a while i need to i need to rewatch it it's been a minute. It, it's so good me uh, me and my boyfriend watched it on Friday night. I was like, hey, I, I got this this topic coming up with thought for our podcast, but I really want to watch this if you want to watch this with me. And he's like, I've never seen it. And after we got done, he's like, that is amazing. And I need to know more about Project Jedi. Okay, so moving on to the next slide. We have an excerpt from the field manual. So this oh. is what I was talking about with the pictures. Jesus Christ. It looks like someone on acid was fucking drawing in this. Right? I don't know what page this is from. I, I literally just, I pulled this from Google, but then I, I, I saw the actual field manual later and I can't, I don't know what, what page this is. So this is uh, the title of the page is Peace Technology. Um, so it's got a drawing. It's these two guys. On the side, it says indigenous music and words of peace with little music notes below it. And I guess this might be a ceremony because it says the battalion uh, carries the symbols of sounds of peace. So I guess symbolic flowers, but it's not descriptive of what kind of symbolic flowers they are. Symbolic flowers, symbolic animal. And Is he? A, I think he's carrying like a speaker. Do you see that like thing around the first? From, from the from the chest. It kind of looks like a ball sack, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, it looks just like a really <laughs> big nut, like a nut necklace. <laughs> <laughs> nut necklace. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even when, know what this is. I don't, when was this written? Do you remember? I think this was written in either the 70s or the 80s. This looks very 70s to me. Yeah. Like, uh, the symbol, like, the first earth battalion symbol is like a hand-drawn logo yeah it's a sketch but yeah symbolic flower symbolic animal which looks like a baby goat a kid do you think that's a i it could be a dog a lamb i think a lamb sounds a little bit more symbolic you know rebirth like new beginnings why does like the person in the back look a look like a fucking alien they have like the popped collar too oh like wow yeah no from mars they attacks do. With an afro? Huh. Hmm. Yeah. And then it says country and frogs. I thought it said frogs too. <laughs> country and frogs, spiritual symbols. And. Or is it country frogs and spiritual symbols? Yeah. Country frogs and spiritual <laughs> country, symbols. Country. 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 Country and frogs. But country the patch, the patches are different. The it alien, looks like a medic. Yeah. The alien afro man patch with an afro has like a medical first aid patch yeah I, i'm trying to read like the musical notes it's i think it's do 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 or do 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 it's like it's it's like going up like this do 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 oh whoever whoever can like play this on the recorder you know let us know what it says no not again i have so many questions about this picture there are plenty more for you to have questions about, and I will send you the Country? link. <laughs> Please. 
I'm gonna read this fucking manual. Country, please. <laughs> Country frogs. Oh, they do have um the the same company that made my hamster mouse does frogs too. No. Yeah, That's you get shit. a frog mouse. You frog get a frog. Mouse. I can have a hamster. Frog mouse. All I right. Name my frog. The next, uh, the next slide. This right, is. Oh, you're good. Okay. The the OGs here. Yep. So we got the the real men behind the men who stare at goats. Just some, some Jeffrey Dahmer vibes here. Like, glad- why do they all look like serial killers? I mean, what do you think they would look like? You know, this is what people that look like who can think they can read minds and walk through walls. One, the guy in the plaid shirt actually looks like a guy that I went to college with. Like, kind nice. of eerily, eerily similar. <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he's a fucking time trailer, too. <laughs> and why is Plaid Daddy there amongst these cats? I feel like he might be the inner. He might be John Ronson. Ron Swanson, John Ronson, yeah, what the fuck ever. But Ron Swanson's I, perfect. I, I, I think that's him, but I, I couldn't get. Like, I was oh. trying to find the original people. The results were far and few between. Um, but this, I guess, was all of them together. I cannot discern for the life of me who's who in this. So take that as you will. But yeah, wh- who the fuck is this guy on the far right? He's cuts. Are those tinted? My grandpa wore these glasses. Oh, my God. My my dad's dad definitely had like these tinted prescription glasses that this guy's wearing. Like the aviator. What is with the, the chokehold that the aviator style had on the 70s? I don't know. They really took over that. That was like the only option. Yeah. I wish it was clear to see the logo on uh, far right's little lapel there. It looks kind of... L- like okay. a globe? I think that actually might be the MI symbol. Hold on. I'll look that up. Okay. So in case you were wondering, it is the military intelligence symbol. Or their insignia. Yep. Look at you. I knew. I knew that that looked familiar. Killing it. They're, they're a... Their slogan is always out front. I never would have known that. All right. So the next um, next slide is Major General Albert Stubblebein, a.k.a. Stubblebein. Yeah. Hop good. Uh, yeah. So in the movie, this uh, General Stubblebein was inspiration for General Hopgood. I think General Hopgood was the one who tried to walk through the wall at the beginning of the movie. I need to... I, uh... I'm going to watch it tonight. You, I have to. Yeah, you need to. It is so fucking good. I can't see what he was, but I mean, meh. All right. So the next slide is Jim Channon, a.k.a. Django. Django. So Django in the movie was like the hippie spiritual leader of the Project Jedi um, group. Like he, I think in, in one of the scenes in the movie, he like was having them dance that was one of the first kind of group exercises that they did was just he had like some music playing in the background he's like everybody just dance just feel the music and then it's it's so fucking bizarre but i still i'm just like this probably happened and american taxpayers paid for it (laughs) she could be on a fly on the wall for those things oh my god i wish i i wish I wish there was a way to just go back in time. Not necessarily like your body is like back in time, but like you could just watch it on a screen of what was happening. Oh, that yeah, might right. get a little creepy. Like, so the next slide is Glenn Wheaton, aka Lynn Cassidy. 
So Lynn Cassidy is the guy that George Clooney played in the right. movie. And he is just, the character is so out there, but I love him. Like, he's what he was like, they were captured by uh, a couple of Iraqis while he and the, the guy who's like playing the author of the book or the interviewer, he was like telling him, like, I'm altering your mind and your your psyche. So, like, what you got to do is you have to make the enemy think a certain thing and then that you're not going to do anything. And then and then you overtake them with your mind. And then you stab them in the neck with a pen. And he was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just, he's so out there, but it's so, it's so good. And, like, in the, in the movie, like, Lynn Cassidy, like, was able to perform well at all the psychic experiments that they were doing like guessing the right picture that was in a box or whatever, able to like locate hostages across the globe. Right. I, again, like w- they were pulling from the book and then putting it into the movie, but it was, it was very well done. And it's such a good movie. If you guys haven't seen this movie, Men Who Stare at Goats, please watch it. It's on Amazon. Oh, no, wait, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix until October 13th. So you have a little oh, bit of time. Right, you got homework to do, audience. Yeah, everybody's, everybody got homework. All right, and I found this meme, and I just included it on the last one. So this has to do with uh, Project Jedi, but I will, I'll be posting this on the Instagram. Perfection. <laughs> well, I forgot Ewan McGregor was in it. Oh, yeah, he, he played the, the journalist. Yeah, I'm well, watching that... it tonight. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck football. Fuck football. I'm going to watch Men Who Stare at Goats. <laughs> That's what a real man will do. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, that's all that I have for my notes and stuff. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I was laughing my ass off. Again, I think that there is something to psychics. I really, really do. But I just, again, I feel like it can be mass produced. It's it's one of those things that certain people are able to do. It. They're able to tap into some kind of intuition that most people just don't have. Or don't know how to tap into it. So it's like it's like being a wizard, you know, you're, you're like... born with it type of thing. And then you get recruited to go to Hogwarts. But yeah, I agree you can't be mass produced. Terrible analogy example maybe, but uh, I do have the that story lined up here. It's been a while since I read it, so I'm sorry if it's like not what I remember it being. It's still entertaining though. Alright. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, okay. <clears throat> So my father was in Vietnam and saw some crazy shit. One base he was on, which he won't tell me the name, and it no longer is there, and he wouldn't want me to try to look it up either, or else I'd end up on some type of watch list, was a sweet assignment. My dad had to work in an office, fix copiers or printers, and sort random nonsense papers. He said he got picked out. He said he got picked out to be sent to this place, and that it was so easy he decided, yeah, fuck it, why not? So he's in this small base with about a hundred other guys. All sorts of people, all again picked out to be stationed there. They used to come up with stories and jokes of why they were sent there. But it was cool at first. They would party and have fun, you know, old school army shit. My dad worked with the, uh, with the evening crew with, 50, with 12 to 15 other guys. None of the papers they would sort really made any sense. The only way they could sort them is by number at the top. Some are all about things like the slots of certain flowers. Some didn't even make sense at all and were like word vomit. They would get boxes and boxes of these papers to sort every day via a big truck. They didn't even have a quota or really anyone telling them what to do. 
They usually did six to eight hours of work before they would call it quits for the night. Around two or so months in, they would start to experience something that became a regular phenomenon. My dad said he woke up one morning to everything in his room shaking. They were having an earthquake. When he went outside, everyone was outside looking around. My dad asked a few guys what they were looking for, and one guy said they saw something big fly right over the base. <laughs> My dad thought maybe it was a bomber or something, so he kind of brushed them off. After that, they had a regular, regular earthquakes to the point where they didn't really react anymore. At night, they started to see lights and colors flash outside their windows, and they would hear noises if they were outside alone at night or day. A few guys got spooked and would radio to another base asking to re be reassigned. One by one, guys who were normally chill and laid back would just snap and become panicked shells of themselves. One night, my dad is outside having a smoke when he hears what sounds like running. Like someone is in full sprint, but it is all around everywhere. He looked he had just missed it. He tossed a cigarette and started to walk away when he heard what he described as a squeaking sound. He said in that moment, out of nowhere, he felt more dread than he had ever felt in his entire life. He knew he was going to die. Lucky for him, when he tossed his cigarette, it landed on a patch of dried grass and it caught fire. He snapped out of it to see the fire spreading around. He ran inside to grab a fire extinguisher, but when he went back outside, it was daylight and people were out. He was confused. Some guys noticed him and ran up to him. Where the fuck have you been? Apparently he disappeared for four hours. To my dad, it was like a minute. Not long after that, another guy went crazy and set a building on fire. Big trucks showed up ordering everyone to load up and to leave everything they had at that base. Well, my dad, being the shithead he was, decided to go a little AWOL with a few other guys and try to find that base again. He said when they reached where it once was, the entire place was overgrown field, like nothing had ever been there before. My dad can't explain it, and everyone denies having ever sent anyone there, but the guys stationed there know it was true. My dad stayed friends with a few guys who he used to have over, and every one of them still remembers that place, but has no explanation for what went on or how it just ended up vanishing. So, I'm sorry. Oh. That that was different than I remember it. It's still super creepy. It's um, still, like, <laughs> still creepy as fuck, and... I don't know. Like, I there's something. There is something about the '70s. I'm almost convinced that aliens visited that year or that decade. Oh, for sure. You know, you know like where? Oh my god. So I I believe in the like the zoo theory. You know that aliens, like the higher intelligent aliens, are like watching us and just seeing what we do, and then interfering like every once in a while to like kind of like help push humanity along. Right. It's almost like an experiment. It's, it's almost like we're in like a little petri dish and the aliens are just like, okay, well, we're going to give you a little bit of fire here. We're going to give you a little bit of internet here, you know? Yeah. It's just uh -huh. it's, you know, something like that. And like, I think that the 70s, like they were just, they were interacting and inter interfering like a lot. Okay. And I think they knew, they, they kind of knew the, tra the trajectory of which we were headed so they're just like, let's just get this all out here now before they all have cell phones and they can think for themselves and capture shit. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with you. It seems like aliens aliens and war kind of like go together. If you read about, like, especially like, our, I'm sure you've heard about it, um, but like all the UFO activity over like nuclear silos, there's been stories of a UFO, or whatever the fuck we call them now, like literally flying over silos and disarming 
like rendering them inactive to launch. That's happened before, like in in Amer in the United States. So I agree oh. that they are they go go on. Sorry, I did this this thought just came to me like literally deactivating bombs and whatnot. It, so I I know a couple Air Force pilots that their job is to fly nukes from location to location. Just they they kind of like they do it just it's it's just part of the job. I I you know they they don't say when they're flying something, mm-hmm. but there's just so many like safety measures in place when they are like actually there. It, there has to be very specific things set in place before these bombs are able to be detonated, right? So, like, a, a shit ton of safety measures. So, if you're it, just knowing that there's there are nukes, like, flying around the globe, don't be alarmed. There's just, there's a lot of shit that has to happen before that thing goes off. It's, it's useless otherwise. But... Yeah, th- don't worry. <laughs> I... I, I'm just thinking about these pilots that are flying, and I'm like, I wonder if anything weird has happened while they're flying, where it kind of like sets off something, you know, just like keeps keeps them on their toes, you know, like you got this bomb in the. God damn it! Oh my god. But like something oh. happening where like they they become concerned, but I think it's like the aliens be like, yeah, motherfucker, we know what's going on. We see you. You're not sneaking we see you. anywhere. You're we not know sneaky. what you're we, flying with. We, we know where this bomb's going. We know exactly where it's going. <laughs> the pilot may not know itself that, like, you know, we're, this is happening because of aliens, but I'm, like, somebody way high up that, I don't know, blood oath or something with an alien, whatever, if aliens bleed. Sure. But, you know, like, it, it's, like, it's one of those things that, like, I, I think that somebody, like, a very select group, it could be something as, like, innocuous is the girl scouts like the heads of the head of the girl scouts like knows where the aliens are at all times it's not congress it's it's the girl scouts but like somebody knows like where these people not people but where these aliens are at all times and like what they're doing and they just can't talk about it do you think like the president knows each president <sighs> i don't think they do mm, i maybe 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 briefed on them but not like I'm not talking poorly about any POTUS, but, like, yeah. some presidents more than others probably sh- can't be trusted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do I think that Donald Trump had knowledge That's... of aliens? Absolutely not. This guy would have... <laughs> if, if On Twitter. Knew... Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> this is what I just fucking read. If, if Donald Trump had any inkling of aliens' existence, like, no. Like, and the aliens are smarter than that. Like, I, I think... <laughs> This talk really turned from, like, psychological shit to I aliens think that, and nukes. Well, I think that aliens have this kind of, like, this psychic ability. I, I fully believe that. I'm oh, As I'm wearing my alien shirt. That's a cool shirt, by the way. It's got a little Van Gogh in the background. I know. You can see that. So cool. Thank you. I think I got it for, like, $4 at Ross. <laughs> That's a solid buy. Fucking bo- right? I do. I love Ross. Um, I can't. I I never go in there with a, like an exact plan of what I'm gonna buy. I just like let the store tell me what it is that I need. Let the store guide it's, it's, you. It's why I don't go to Target. And I know it's like the basic white girl thing. I was like, oh, I like Target. I spent three hundred dollars. That's exactly why I don't go to Target. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't want to spend $300. But what was I talking about? Aliens. So I, I, I think... What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. We, <laughs> I think you and I at this point are just having a conversation with each other. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. Keep it going. Because I, I think that aliens have that intuition, like that element of intuition where they know future events before they're going to happen, which is why they're able to know our timeline, What like when they're interfering with us, when the wheel was invented, when fire was invented, when hell like maybe jesus christ was an alien i don't know i i just i just think that they're in we when we talked about the nephilim and like all all of this stuff it's just beyond our comprehension and not only that like there's nothing like in today's technology that is able to capture all of this stuff that could have happened and right. maybe nothing happened i don't know Ugh. no so much I'm to think with you. about so much to think about very deep no, I think aliens play in, like, civilizations a lot larger than just them flying around and, you know, just more than just flying around aimlessly. Like, I think it goes back a long time ago um, and their involvement. I think you're right, like, being pushed in the right direction as a civilization. Uh, but they're not perfect, which is why some things kind of fuck up a little bit. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're probably like, oh, well, they, they seem good to handle a global pandemic. Like, let's give them, let's give them a pandemic light and see what they do. And then that all happens. And they're just like, yeah, they're not ready. They're, they're not, not ready. They did not handle that one the best. <laughs> I don't think they did their best either. But, like, I, I, I think that we created a divide. <laughs> we'll keep evolving. I keep, I keep going back to, like, the nuke thing because, like, there are a bunch of stories about it. Um, UFO activity over nuclear silos. And I wonder why, like, if they're making them inactive, obviously they don't want us to use them or shoot them or whatever, test them. But why would they let us drop them on, like, humans, you know, for example? Oh, so maybe that was the right thing to do at the time because they green-lighted it. This this is another... We'll have to do, like, a whole alien episode, but I kind of feel like this is, like, a, 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 a pre preemption of what we'll be talking about later but do you think that aliens maybe have something to do with natural disasters as well because in the when i say this is because you know a nuclear event happening like way way back in the day what what scientists theorize what happened to the dinosaurs with a fucking like comet that hit the earth or the meteorite that hit the earth do you think that there is some kind of technology that the aliens have where they can set off natural disasters i.e like make plates shift and then the plate shift earthquakes happen tsunamis happen plate shift fucking volcanoes erupt like big volcanoes erupting absolutely because even us even us as humans we're not far off we can make we can change the weather have you seen china creating a sun before mm. Put put that down in your notes and and check it out because China's literally created a second, a temporary sun in the air, as bright. It's fucking wild as fuck, and I know our government has things that can kind of manipulate oh. the weather. <laughs> so just just my hamster died. Did it? I fuck did. <laughs> it's fucking cursed. It's not working. God, no. It's you had on. this coming. No. Okay, hold on. The, the little light is on. Hold on. The light's on, but it's dead inside. Should have got the panda. God damn it. What the hell? Okay, you know what? I'm 
I need to I need to switch my room. You should have known better. This is I thought it was cute, okay? For like 6 months we've been talking about this. You know what? I've had enough of your sass, sir. Where is my keep... mouse? Uh, uh, God damn it. Traditional mouse. Oh my god. Hold on. I'm I'm going to fix this. I'm I'm borrowing my boyfriend's mouse <laughs> real quick. God damn, God damn it, I'm so mad. It's the aliens. They're like, stop talking about us. Stop talking about us. You've said too much. I'm going to kill your fucking hamster. <laughs> Maybe the mice and aliens are working, or the, the hamster and aliens are working closely together. Okay, here we go. We're back. We're back. I have a mouse. Okay, what was I talking, what, what did you tell me to look up? China, sun. China created sun, I guess. Yeah. All right, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be nightmare fuel. Thank you so much. Nightmare fuel. Woo. Uh, that, oh, we should make that like a little like like a slogan, like a like a sticker. Nightmare fuel. I'll put it in my notes. Yes. Because I've been putting Sheila's designs on our clothes for merch. Yes. I I love her artwork. Like I wish that I I could just free draw things the way she does. I always have to have a reference. Like I, I can't like free draw a person's face. I have to have like a reference like off to the side for me to draw something. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. I like that she just does it without telling us or me. And I just receive like a sick drawing. I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Like the hamster one. I love the hat daddy. <laughs> Can we just hat have daddy. hat daddy on a t shirt? Well, check your phone in like two seconds. Hold on, let me send it first. I was going to send you this one because I know I, I told you I'm going to send you something. I didn't know if this is something you'd wanted to wear. Because it says choke me hat daddy on it. But, so, the the thing I was going to send you is, is different and a little more appropriate. But if you want this one, too, I'll send it to you. Oh, let's see it. I said it went through. It's nothing too sexy. I mean, you've seen it before. What were we talking about? Were we on Alien still? Yes. Um, hold on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone would actually wear this. I know I would... <laughs> well, we have like a niche audience where, like, I think the yeah. only people that would wear it would probably only be us. But like, if you I... don't know what it is, you'd probably be like, "What the, f- what the fuck is this?" <laughs> I think that should go on a sticker, and then that T-shirt should just have Hat Daddy on the bottom. You know what I'm saying? That's probably. I like Hat Daddy. So no choke me. Take it. Yeah, out the- no choke me. Keep, keep, make it PG ish. <laughs> oh my god, just I love sex. it. I love it so much. <laughs> I and really then, want like the little ghost hamster on a t-shirt, like a little, a tiny ghost hamster. Like on the front or back? Uh, maybe on the hood. On the hood? Yeah, if you're able to put it on the hood, just a little ghost hamster. Like the back of the hood? Yeah, we'll talk more about merch stuff here in merch. a bit. Merch. Ugh. Uh, give me like a minute. I'm going to get a homemade seltzer. We got a bubbler. That's not really a bubbler because it's a. You know what I'm talking about, like the soda stream? Yeah. I'm going to get a uh, little soda water real quick. All right. I'll be back in a minute, too. So I didn't realize how good it smelled in my office until I walked in. Like, you know how, like, you don't really recognize the scent until, like, you leave it for a little bit and then you come back to it? Yeah. It smells so good. (laughs) I have candles burning, so that's probably why. I love candles. I do, too. I just got a message that a follower is listening to our podcast. And they say, quote, pretty interesting. They're 42 minutes into the barracks episode. Nice. I got a bunch of, I texted you, I got a bunch of messages this weekend. Yay! Uh, from, from people, so. 
Yeah, everybody messages everybody messages you. Nobody messages me when they like an episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Eventually it'll get there to where, like, at least they'll message DOD or you. I don't know. Obviously, like, my audience is bigger than both, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, I was just, I was like, has anyone said anything positive about the the podcast? Because I don't hear jack shit people. <laughs> please, if you like it, let me know. I need validation. <laughs> just please let Amanda know. Or just message DOD, the actual page. Yeah. This is the department of, department of the dead page, and then I can I can rest easy at night knowing that we're we're at least entertaining y'all. <laughs> like yesterday, I was like, I got a lot of like uh, positive comments this weekend. You're like, you did? Like, yeah. yeah no <laughs> one tells me shit. I feel like I'm left in the dark. Just like, uh, I think I'm. I think we're doing okay. I don't know, <laughs> dude. Because I editing is not hard. It's just so time consuming because I'm going through just making sure. Like, especially now, I'm just, like, making sure that any of the ums are taken out mm-hmm. so we sound intelligent. So when oh, yeah. when people, like, get the unedited version, which I actually just started a Patreon. By the way, listeners, I started a Patreon. haven't put anything on there yet, and I haven't published it yet. But what I anticipate on doing is putting the uncut versions on Patreon. So... I would love to eventually just have a video editor and an audio editor. That way I don't have to do all of this myself. But the only way that we could do that, we can hire a freelancer, is if we get donations. Because this isn't free. Um, this Squadcast platform isn't free. It's 20 bucks a month, which, again, that's like four trips to Starbucks, honestly. But even a dollar from somebody helps. It, it, it builds up over time and you can you you don't have to subscribe every month if you just want to do it one time and then quit the subscription then you can but if you do like what we're putting out and you want to hear more of us just fucking rambling about aliens and shit hamsters and aliens hamsters and aliens and shit um yeah you you are more than welcome to donate to uh donate to the cause in the arms of... <laughs> Please. <laughs> we need it. I, I definitely will need it as soon as I'm out of the military because I'm saving up as much as I can right now. Like, I, I mean, past however long I've been... I've known that I've been getting out. I've just been saving up. But, like, I got life shit to take care of. But this is, like, a fun little hobby. And I don't mind going back to Skype. If we don't get any, but I, it's, you know, like the audio quality just isn't there. And if we have good audio quality, we get more listeners, more listeners, more subscribers we get. So, um, that's just, that's my elevator pitch to y'all. So please subscribe. We're begging you. I love, uh, I don't know how we do it, but if we recorded video too, I told you, like, I like, I, I rarely listen to podcasts, but when I do, I like seeing like the people speak. Um, maybe it makes me feel less alone. I don't know, but, um, I don't know if anyone wants to see us both just like talking and drinking wine the whole time with cool t-shirts on. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, does this thing record video? It does. Too? It does. So, um, that's, that's what I want to do with Patreon is, you know, that's, I think we're, what we're going to end up like exclusively releasing is patreon content being the videos the uncut videos so you get to hear all the shit that we don't say (laughs) Mm. 
that you hear on the podcast. I say a lot, guys. I, guys and gals. I do. I do too. Um, don't use any of it against us. <laughs> yeah. So that that's in the works. I I need to figure out how to make sure that like I, I'm not going to be editing as much on the video as I would be the audio. Audio is a lot easier. Video, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Um, but at least like the bathroom breaks and stuff will at least be able to edit out. I think it would have to just be unedited, like the unedited version. Yeah. Like you just literally just keep keep them together. But yeah, so we'll 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 let you know when uh, when that shit's gonna get released. Um, at least check out the DoD page. That will be the first first source, and I, I'm assuming like the second source, like probably like a minute or two later, is gonna come from Thought because it can reach all of you guys. And then my me- my meager page, if you want to check out cats, that's that's my page. Cats. Cats. And tell Amanda she's doing a great job. All right. It's nothing. It's for the it's, record. It's, it's, for the record, they're not complimenting me. All right. They're just saying, hey, we're listening to the podcast and it's great. You know, it's like, hey, you guys are killing it, type of thing. We appreciate you guys. Um, so we kind of like derailed from everything that we were just talking about aliens and ESP shit and whatnot, but. I, oh, hold on. So rewind, not really rewind, but a kind of rewind. I cannot fucking wait for next weekend. Next recording that we have, you guys are in for a, I wouldn't say a treat because what we're going to be talking about is super, super sad, but I think it's going to be very, it's probably going to be one of the best episodes that we've released so far. And I, I can say that full-heartedly. We're bringing on a guest. We're going to have real-life knowledge of what happened. I can't wait, and I don't want to spoil a surprise, but I'm really fucking excited. So October 9th is where we're going to be recording. So following that, you guys will be able to listen to the episode, and I cannot fucking wait. Me too. Yeah, tune in next week. Well, I mean, that's all that I really have for notes and shit besides me just rambling about aliens and ESP and whatnot. At least we know we need an alien segment next. We do need an alien segment next. I, I'll, I'll just rewear this t-shirt. We'll, uh, and I'll, I'll find an t- alien t-shirt to buy. We'll have an alien theme party behind the scenes. So that's another thing that we're going to be offering um, in the future. Can't, can't say when, but... What we are going to be doing and what we really hope that you guys continue to continue to donate. Um, so we are able to do listener parties where we're going to let you know when we're going to be recording. And you guys can tune in and you guys can ask your questions in the chat box. Or we could probably just have like a whole episode just like de- dedicated to, you know, listeners like just joining us and having like a little happy hour, recorded happy hour. Yeah, we can do uh, like a poll. What? time works best for everyone yeah and we can like throw it on that time yeah it'll likely be either a friday or possibly a, an early sunday so y'all can day drink and go to bed at a decent hour so you're not super hungover and anxious the next following day cheers cheers to that <clears throat> but yeah that's all that's all i really have uh thought what you got i got nothing <laughs> <laughs> No further questions. <laughs> Remarks complete. Oh my god. I'm going to watch the movie tonight. I know that much, but 
Next week it'll yes, be fun. Yes, I'm excited for you. Yes. <laughs> so it's so good. It is so good. Anybody who's listening who has not seen Men Who Stare at Goats, this is your sign. Watch that movie. Hilarious. And you'll know exactly what we're fucking talking about. I'm on it. Okay. All right. Well, tune in next time, which will be next week, possibly releasing on Monday or Tuesday. It just depends on how, how I get it edited. But regardless, I'm really excited. Um, I hope you guys are too. Uh, you can follow me at Salty Kilo. Nothing special unless you want to really watch cats sleeping on my lap. Uh, <laughs> You can also follow Department of the Dead. I run the page. Uh, please don't send me dick pics. <laughs> Duck pics. If you don't send call- me a dick, if you send me a dick pic on the Department of the Dead page, we will make fun of you. We're gonna post it on every platform. And we will put, we'll, we'll censor it, but we will also make fun no, of it. No, we're so, not censoring it. <laughs> I can't. This is how we get re- fucking banned. <laughs> We all just lose our accounts at the same time. No, regardless, don't send anything that somebody does not want to see. Yeah, so if you're going to talk shit about me, uh, just know that I run the Department (laughs) of Dead page. Not that that's happened before, right? What were were you called again? I was called a thirst trap. Yeah. Why salt to kill the thirst trap involved in this? You're like, uh... figure. This is the thirst trap here. I run the page. Yeah. Or or people with guilty consciences are just like, oh, well, she said this. Man, man, man. Like, well, if you didn't, you know, princess, if the glass slipper doesn't fit, don't try to shove your foot into it. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Beautifully said. Thank you. All right. Thought, where can they find you? Not period A period JTAC, J-T-A-C underscore. Emphasis on the underscore. Yeah. If you don't put all that in, you won't find me because I've been shadow banned for like three years because I'm a bad yeah. boy. Until further notice, Thought is still on Instagram. We'll we'll post everything literally in the show notes so you can find all of us. And then please, if you do have stories, and I say this every week and we don't get a lot of emails, but Thought gets all the fucking DMs. But if you have stories that you want to share with us and that you would like us to read on our podcast, first of all, we would fucking love that. Um, but second of all, uh, it's a lot easier if we get it on an email platform that we were able to share it on our, our Google Drive and then share your stories. And you get that cool moment. Be like, whoa, they read my story. Wow. Hey, wow. I'm famous. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's all the time we have for today. And I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. And I will have a shit ton of fun editing this. <laughs> Two hours later. Yeah, donate, please, so I can hire an editor. (laughs) Please. (laughs) All right. See you guys next week. Stay spooky. Save yourselves. Save yourselves. Bye.